Hi, I'm Kevin, and welcome to Maison Mission. This is episode number 49. Maison Mission is an inclusive faith community. The word Maison comes from a Greek word that means greater. The Maison Mission is about finding greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. You can find out more about Maison Mission by visiting MaisonMission.com or through the links in the description of this program. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our online program today. We usually jump right into the teaching time, but I wanted to just take a minute and pause and reflect. This is going to be our last online program of 2021. It really has been such an amazing year, and there's no way we could have made it here without you. Our next meeting will be our first Maison Live in our new meeting location, and I'm beyond excited about it. On Sunday, January 9th at 5 p.m., we are meeting at Cypress and Grove Brewing in downtown Gainesville. I'm so excited about this opportunity to share the Maison mission with the world, and what better location than a brewery at the center of our city. We'll have worship with a full band, kids ministry, an encouraging message, and most important, we're going to share in a time of communion together. And so that's it. The Maison mission is getting very real. We're growing, we're changing, we're evolving into the community that God is using to create greater spaces, both online and now in person, to see and hear the good news of Jesus. So invite a friend, tell some people you know who might not normally go to a church about the Maison mission. I believe God is going to do some awesome stuff in 2022, and I can't wait to see it with you. (laughs) Now, talking about waiting... We've been waiting for a while to finally have a place to gather regularly in a large group. Maison started out during a global pandemic as an online-only church service. And over the last year, we've been trying to figure out how to do meetings, how to do small groups, how to love each other, how to really, really care for each other in a time when there was so much division and so many things coming at us like Should we wear masks? Should we not wear masks? Should we socially distance? Should we meet at all? You know, how do we even join together and fellowship? It's been a lot of waiting for us here at Maison. But I can't help but think about the season of Advent that we're in and about how these people who followed the teachings of the prophets waited for over 400 years. We've been in this pandemic for not quite two years now, and I think everyone is pretty much done with it all, right? I mean, look around. At this point, I think we're all ready to just light a match and walk away from the whole world so we can just watch it burn. And that's just after two years. (laughs) Think about that. These people were waiting for 400 years for something that God had promised to them. A Messiah was coming to set the people free from slavery, oppression, from foreign occupation and rule. Yet, after 400 years, I wonder how many people were still holding on to hope that that would really still happen. You know, we've talked about this before. We're not good at waiting. I'm not good at waiting. Trust me, if there's a problem, I will pay whatever price and do whatever it takes to find the path of least resistance to fix that problem. Anyone else out there like that? I just... I just want to make the thing go away so that we can get on with it, right? 
You ever work on your computer and get the spinning wheel or beach ball when it locks up or need some time to work out what you're asking it to do? <laughs> That's like 20 seconds and we're all swearing. <laughs> Waiting is definitely not our best quality. Yet most of the stories that we hear about God in the Bible and other writings are definitely thick with situations where people had to wait. 40 years in the desert, 70 years in captivity to the Babylonians, 400 years for a Messiah to come. In fact, the word wait or waiting occurs 154 times in the Bible. With all of this waiting surrounding God and his people, it might be time for us to accept the fact that waiting might be part of life that we're supposed to embrace and not work so hard to avoid it. I also think it's important to note that almost all of these waiting times in the Bible are in anticipation of something God has promised to do. They follow God's instructions to wait, and then this thing that God promises will happen eventually comes to pass. But what happens when the waiting is over? What happens when the thing we've been waiting for is finally here? Even more, what happens when the thing we're waiting for arrives and it doesn't look anything like what we thought or wanted it to? Check out this passage from the Gospel of Luke. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And that's from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 39 through 45. Okay, I don't know personally what it's like to have a baby inside of me, but I would imagine that it's a pretty surreal and amazing experience on the regular, right? To have another human being living inside oneself. I mean, how incredible is that? And so this situation with Mary and Elizabeth is pretty awesome because put yourself in Mary's shoes. Combine the already miraculous natural experience of being with child to the incredible supernatural experience of having the Holy Spirit fall on your friend and she basically gives you the lowdown that this, this prophecy, this promise of God that people have been waiting for 400 years to see happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's happening inside of you. <laughs> right? <laughs> As we continue to see the story of Jesus unfold in the Gospels, we see that Jesus didn't really meet many of the expectations that a lot of the people of the day had for what a Messiah would be. He wasn't the brutal warrior king that was going to forcefully remove the foreign occupiers and run Rome out of the area. He wasn't the political power that was going to legislate their will on the people who weren't like them. You know, many of us grew up in the Christian faith and had an expectation of what God was like or what God was going to do. 
This picture of God was informed by the churches, pastors, leaders, parents, and others who guided us as we learned how to believe in God. Not all of it was wrong, necessarily, but not all of it was right. I think the same thing was happening when Jesus hit the scene. I mean, just think about it. For 400 years, this promise of God was handed down over and over again through generations. For many of the people being told this growing up, it was much of the same. Almost like a folklore story or a bedtime story. Something that you want to be real but feels closer to fantasy. And think about all of the cultural shifts that happened over 400 years' time. 400 years ago, the United States wasn't even a thing. So, there have been a lot of culture shifts in the last 400 years. Between the prophets talking about the coming Messiah until the arrival of Christ, I can imagine that there were a lot of embellishments, exaggerations, and suggestions added to the traditions handed down that probably shaped future generations' perceptions of God. Some of those things were great, but other things of that probably weren't so much. By the time Jesus shows up on the scene, the picture they had of what he should do and what he would look like is vastly different than who Jesus actually was and what he said and did. Have you ever showed up to an event or a party expecting a certain experience and realizing once you got there that it's not at all like what you had in mind? Or for my faith-raised friends, have you ever prayed for something and it was answered, but maybe not quite the way you wanted it to be? Hmm. I think Jesus flipped a lot of scripts for a lot of people. I think he's flipping the scripts on us every day, even now. I mean, many of us are going through these deconstruction journeys where we're trying to piece together our faith to put Jesus back in the place where he's supposed to be, to weed through all of these misconceptions and and misguided uh, teachings. You know, the season of Advent is about expectations. It's about anticipation. It's about waiting for and then finally experiencing the arrival of promise. Jesus is the fulfilled promise of God in every way. But that Advent isn't just something that happened once 2,000 years ago. The Advent of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus, and the fulfillment of his promises are evident all around us in every moment of every day. Just look around. Friends, we're in the midst of a revival in our world. People are asking more questions about God and Jesus than ever before. People are rejecting the embellishments and exaggerations, the false teaching and the abuses, because they want to see the real Jesus. That is what revival is. God revealing himself to us. It might not be the Jesus that the religious leaders and the established Christian culture might want, but that's the same as it ever was. Jesus was such a threat, and he still is such a threat to our institutions that, of course, the powerful and the influential would want to end him. When people are awoken to the truth, the powerful become very afraid. These are good things. It might not be the revival they wanted, but it's the, it's the revival that God gave us, and I'm here for all of it.
<laughs> so here we are, closing out the year and entering into a new one with nothing but expectation and riding the wave of revival. <laughs> I hope you're encouraged. I hope you'll continue to journey with us as we ask these questions and seek God for who he really is. Let's pray together. God, um, as we close out 2021 um, and we look back on all the things that um, that we've done and all the things that Maison has done and, and all the ways that you have spoken to us and you've showed us different parts of who you are, God, I just want to recognize your faithfulness. I want to recognize your goodness. Even in the parts that weren't so good, you were there. You were present. You saw all of it. And you're here even now. And so God, um, before we set foot in a new year, I just want to once again just recognize, to just know that you're here, you're with us, you're present. Emmanuel means God with us. Lord, you're with us. God, and I thank you for that. And I pray that as we move forward, we wouldn't forget that you're with us. The God of compassion, the God of goodness, the God that, that, that would leave the 99 for the one. You're with us. And God, we thank you for that. God, thank you for Maison. Thank you for this year. Thank you for this season where we recognize that, that you are doing a new thing every day. And Lord, you invite us to be a part of it. Mm, that's so good. So God, I just ask that you would help us to follow you, that you would help us to learn how to ask the questions that take down the things that are keeping us from seeing the real Jesus. Lord, we want to see you. We pray all this in your name. Amen. There's one last thing I want to tell you about before we go. Last year, we did an end-of-year financial ask. I don't know if you remember, but we asked for some money to, to buy this nice camera and lights so that we could produce these videos and move the Maison mission forward. And last year, you guys blew us away with your generosity. Last year, we asked for $3,500, and we ended up with over $12,000. This was a huge boost to Levi and I as, as we were just getting off the ground. And honestly... It really put a lot of wind in the Maison Mission sales for 2021. Well, now we're getting ready to do another end of year ask. As many of you know, we have this awesome opportunity to meet at Cypress and Grove Brewing in 2022. We're going to be starting to meet there once a month in January. Each meeting we do there costs around $800. That covers facility rental, some equipment rental, contracted help, and supplies for one meeting. Our annual ask this year is that you would partner with us in covering the expenses to meet at Cypress and Grove for six months. That's six meetings and our Easter service. So the total goal is $5,600. It would take a lot of financial pressure off of the beginnings at Cypress and Grove, and it would really be a huge kick to start off 2022. So uh, if you have an end of year gift, you can give it online through our website, through the Church Center app. You can text it to give at 84321 and select Maison Mission. 
Um, and lastly, if you want, you can send a check. You can, you can do so at, to Maison Mission, P.O. Box 391, Newberry, Florida, uh, 32669. All of these links will be shown at the conclusion of this program. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of the Maison Mission. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.